gentlemen, we welcome you once again in our recorder glory to the greatest wrestling podcast in the world. This is Give Me the Book. It is after midnight on January 30th, which means we just watched Royal Rumble. This is our first live, uh, well, not live, recorded reaction, if you will, um, to the pay-per-view. We just finished Royal Rumble 2022. Brock Lesnar has just won the Men's Royal Rumble. Satoya, what do you think of the Men's Royal Rumble? What do you, do you think of the pay-per-view as a whole? Once again, the entire roster has been sacrificed at the feet of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. The almost decade, decade-long uh, period uh, 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 experiment to make Roman Reigns a super mega duper star who cannot be seen by anyone else in the galaxy because he must be the greatest champion in the history of WWE rages on and continues how I felt about the men's Royal Rumble. It's very, very easy to say how I felt about the men's Royal Rumble. The last real interesting men's Royal Rumble was 2020 when they actually made a guy. Um, but they didn't, they didn't stick to that. Um, they had great chances and then a, a pandemic came through and wiped everything out. So not totally on them, but uh, real weakness uh, that I felt this year's rumble, but it was exactly what I expected it to be. None of it particularly shocked me. I was happy about some of it overall. I mean, here's the thing for a lot of people, they love the Royal rumble. And to that, I always say, well, it's definitely not the worst of the four big pay-per-views. That's definitely survivor series, but this is one that nine times out of 10, you just sort of got to get through, especially as it relates to the rumbles, because when they're good, they're good because they don't feel like they went a long time. But when they're bad, they're bad because you know exactly how long they went. This year was just fine. It was it was pretty meh. Um, didn't really. Uh, I mean, I saw the Brock Lesnar thing coming a mile away, saw the Ronda Rousey thing coming a mile away. Uh, overall, I think there's really only one thing in this pay-per-view that I actually liked. Uh, but, you know, um, I've hated I've hated others that were far worse. Yeah, no, that's more than fair. I think this was uh, the pay-per-view. You can divide it into a couple of things. I think everything that Roman was booked in was great. Uh, both both the of the men's title matches went exactly as they should have. I, I was a mm -hmm. huge fan of both of them. I think the first match specifically um, was one of the best matches of the year so far. DQ it's, it's, Roman, it's, it's, it's clearly Roman's best match as the universal champion in this incarnation. I disagree because, with that. I know, I know. But here's why I say it. And it is. It's actually his best match. Uh, he had to take the most amount of time. You saw him do actually the most amount of selling that someone like him is capable of doing in the match. And he almost sold, he almost sold the match overall, almost. Um, but the, the pacing of it was excellent. Um, and it was a straight-up match. And it was a situation where you got to tell another story where Roman didn't have to beat the guy the first time to continue the other story where he would just beat the guy again. Uh, and I, I do believe that in terms of uh, they had a lot of great callbacks in their match to previous matches that they had easily his best match uh, on top as champion. And you can do more things with it. And I do say it's his best match, knowing that he's not 100 percent because he's still dealing with the after effects of COVID. Yeah, he did look a little bit slow tonight and not as explosive as he usually does. But um, just, I mean, he is a former D1 athlete, so and you can tell. Um, so the man, you know, he is still capable of putting on a great, great match. I still prefer his WrestleMania match, his match versus Daniel Bryan, which was Daniel Bryan's last match with WWE and uh, the Hell in a Cell with Jey Uso as well, my personal favorites. But yeah. this is right up there with him, man. I mean, I think this was excellent, just great work, great way to establish several things. One, establish that Seth is in Roman's head, and Roman, you know, just, like, 
I'm tired of losing to you. And to establish that as of right now, Roman cannot beat Seth, but Seth won tonight. So we now you want to see what will happen next. And you get extra heat on your on your heel and you reestablish because it's a heel versus heel feud. But in this feud, you're supposed to cheer for Seth, which the crowd was doing. And I think we'll cheer even louder next time they meet. Yeah, I think they did a couple things really well there as it relates to Roman's run of matches last year. So there's a pivotal factor in there. He's he's in there with Edge, uh, this company's Ric Flair. And he's also in there with Brian Danielson, who, quite frankly, is like ascending to like Billy Robinson status as like a pro wrestling figure, the best in-ring wrestler in the world, the best wrestler in the world currently. So you can't go wrong when you're with those when you're with those individuals. But I think that just bell to bell. And in terms of the story that they had built in, this was the one that was able to build up the most, um, you know, the most actual feeling. There was let there was the least amount of bullshit possible. All of other all those other matches that you mentioned have a lot of bullshit in them to some degree or another. This one had next to none of that. And they got to, again, further that story. And it adds another wrinkle to this character of Roman Reigns. And if you're going to sacrifice your company of top stars for that long, I guess you might as well build more facets to this man's character. And that facet was that he was actually booed as he was supposed to be uh, booed. And it puts another wrinkle on Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is very much an anti-hero character almost at this point. So I give them kudos for that. Um, you know, when they want to book something well, they've shown they can yeah, and and, and uh, Roman continued to be a boot later in the night when he interfered in uh in uh, the match against Bobby Lashley and uh, and Brock Lesnar. He also you mean when Bobby Lashley slayed the beast? That's what you mean. You mean when the Almighty? Make no mistake, humanoids, listening to me now. We are back in the era of the Almighty. When it came down to the beast and the Almighty One, the Almighty One tamed the beast in the middle of the ring. You saw it. You saw it. It was flawless. It was perfect. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a great match. I, yes. I loved everything leading up to it. It wasn't, you know, it was kind of you know, uh, your typical Brock Lesnar match, but with a twist. Because, again, when, when Brock Lesnar can, you know, wants to sell for you, he can sell as good as anybody, man. He looked in a lot of pain in that herlock, uh, which is what, again, he was supposed to do. Um and again, it really did look like it could be anybody's match. And then, you know, the referee, you have a your referee bump, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then we have, um, once again, uh, re remind me, of course, at that point, there was uh, the heel face alliance didn't work. But I remember, you know, Goldberg spearing um, Lesnar and then having um, Eddie win his first title. Um, similar story here. Roman spears Lesnar and then Lashley, you know, just cover. Oh, and then, of course, Paul Heyman now officially betrays Lesnar. That was another big thing. We finally got our answer. You know, uh, you know who uh, who Paul Heyman is with, where is his allegiance. So it looks like again, this whole entire plan has been uh, in works for a while now, since you know six months ago, um, just to screw over Brock Lesnar. But of course, it did not work, as we will later find out in the end of the night. But yes, I am. I agree with you. I think with the way they booked this feud. Bobby had to win. You could yeah. not yeah, beat Bobby yeah. after you had Brock dismiss him for like for a month straight. Yeah, when you sack a shit a guy on the promo, this is again. I'll go back to WrestleMania 19, the lead up to that Triple H versus Booker T. You do everything to dismiss a guy, and then you beat the guy. It took it took Booker T about three years to get back to that point when he was already damn near close to white hot over. Anyway, that's the thing you don't do 
to a person who has sympathy, who appears to be a baby face in that particular, you give them nowhere to go. You give them nothing to do and you thoroughly derail them. But uh, Triple H in his selfishness, he was known to do that at the time because he's a selfish, insecure man. In this particular instance, you had that same thing happen. So, of course, I become immediately concerned because Brock is very giving when he wants to be giving because he knows nothing really hurts him. But Brock is very smart because he was taught by The Rock, hey, man, make sure you protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you protect yourself and no one takes advantage of you and all this other stuff. So I was very worried about that. Uh, in terms of the match itself, I greatly enjoyed it. Uh, I know that people were like, oh, I was expecting more. I don't know what you were expecting. That's Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, that's literally what you were supposed to get. I thought they were incredibly snug with one another, I, which I expected. But my God, dude, like after those first rounds of German suplexes, and then Brock really locked him in. And then you saw Bobby intentionally go to a side because mm-hmm. like, I still got to get through this, this match. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was executed damn near perfectly. I would have loved it. If like, you know, if I was being, if I could have had every little thing that I wanted, I would have loved it. If his belt shot Brock does not fall down. He runs right into another spear from Lashley MVP gets, I would have loved that, but I will take this as well. Um, because it does give credence to the fact that no, no, it was pretty damn near down the middle there for a period of time. And remember, the hurt lock was protected. Brock was in the hurt lock and he didn't really get out of the hurt lock so much as he caused a ref bump to happen to then make the hurt lock stop. So um, it was a good way of making sure that Bobby was protected. It was a good way of making sure that Brock was protected because he was going to do that for himself unless he really wanted to make someone, i.e. Drew McIntyre. Uh, and then we we got that the, we got the answer to that question of that match. So uh, very thankful that Bobby won because historically uh, that doesn't always happen when one guy who's of a bigger star stature just dismisses the other guy. Yeah, I don't think when you talk about these matches more, I think there were two matches I was excited for the most. I think they Fact. both delivered. Um, yep. Not exactly in the way I thought they would, but excellent booking, and I'm and I look forward to see what will happen next. So I think it's. The path is pretty straightforward, at least for Roman and Brock. We'll see what happens with Bobby and who his next challenger is. Um, But now let's get to the rest of the show, which had its ups and downs. Um, Let's start with with a match that I think I thought over-delivered and over-exceeded my expectations, actually. Uh, The mixed tag match we had between um, Edge and Beth versus uh, Miz and, uh, and Maurice. Um, I thought it was overbooked a little bit. There was just a lot of stuff going on. Very my very uh, young box AW feel where the ref is just like fuck. It, I'm just gonna let it happen. Um, but some cool spots. Beth, you got the crowd cared more for it than I expected them to. Yes. Uh, being how late it was and knowing that the romans were around but was still ahead. Um, Miz is really good. I think we need to start talking about him. His sell of this of the double spear was. Uh, perfect uh, top-notch stuff. Maurice did pull out an awesome-looking Hurricane despite her sloppiness and in, in some of the basics. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the match without really... If you were told me the match would go as long as it did, I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I think it was the match that definitely over-delivered. Not particularly surprised that it over-delivered, given two of the four ind- individuals in the match. Miz is very competent, so more often than not, he won't shit the bed. It may not be amazing, but it'll be he'll, he'll do his job, and he'll be there. Uh, you know, Beth is a very solid, good worker. You know, and Edge is Edge. So I thought there was a lot of pomp and circumstance behind it, but I thought that that was kind of necessary 
to help the match because you don't you can't you were not you're not getting like FTR versus Amer- American Alpha. You're not that's not gonna happen. You are not getting anything of that sort. You are getting a mixed tag match. And again, I do want to give credit to this, especially with the overall arc of this rumble with a lot of the women that were competing tonight, and some of a lot of them still being able to compete at a pretty high level after having given children. Uh, so that's something I want to give a shout to, like, especially for someone like Maurice, who has not been full time in well over half a decade for her to still come back in and be as serviceable as she possibly can be mm-hmm. in the ring, I think is is amazing. Beth just being good um, still, you know, after like because, again, like people forget, man, like children changes your body, your whole body chemistry. Serena Williams won the Australian Open while being pregnant. And that's probably the, one of the greatest, it's the greatest tennis achievement that's ever happened in the history of tennis. But guess what? She ain't won a major since. Like, like that that was kind of it. That was her giving her all to that. So the fact that uh, both of these women can come back and perform as they performed, uh, give a lot of credit to them. I agree. And I think with that, let's transition right into the Women's Royal Rumble. A lot of part-timers, again, like you said, um, I respect them because, again, the fact that they can still go and, and perform at the level I could never in, in the prime of my life um, is, is amazing. But also, to be honest, some of it was a little bit sloppy. Some movements were a little off. Nigga, that God shit was trash. God <laughs> that, that bless was Rhea Ripley for, yes. for, save, for, for stopping Lita from doing a moonsault because I actually had, like, I held my breath. and was like, oh, God, please don't. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, God bless I, yeah. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think this was overall a terrible rumble. Like the women's rumble, I thought it was it was awful. It was bad. It was bad. It was a lot of part timers. Um, and again, when you're a part timer, there's one thing being a part timer when you're an amazing worker. There's another thing being a part timer when you were okay. You know what I'm saying? Like in your at your peak. So we saw a lot of that. I do think, yeah, Rhea Ripley, babyface so far of the year, probably the biggest babyface moment in the history of all professional wrestling. One could argue because Lita, at her age, has with with the amount of knee surgeries that she has had. And the net, we don't need to see her doing no more goddamn moonsaults. Think about the last time she did a moonsault and she almost didn't make it. We don't need to see that anymore from her. She's given enough of her body in that regard. She's incredibly flexible and flangible. But, bro, last time she like that would have been a disaster. So uh, don't need to see that. I thought the coolest part of this whole deal was Mickey James coming out to her theme music with the Impact Women's Championship and eliminating Michelle McCool. Uh, that is as close to an, as an apology as Vince McMahon will ever give. And I want to give you people a history lesson. Um, before Mickey James's return uh, to align herself with Alexa Bliss, she was involved in a storyline on SmackDown with Michelle McCool um, that revolved around Mickey's perceived weight issues. And they called her Piggy James. She looked as about she looked as fine now as she did then. And she was the best female worker in that company, full stop, without question, not up for conversation. And they peddled out that stupid, ridiculous storyline. And they called her Piggy James and did all this other nonsense. And, and really, that was like her last run in the company. She won the title, then lost it back real quick to Michelle McCool. It's very disrespectful uh, to one of the all-time great wrestlers. Uh, of this era or any era. So I'm glad, uh, and especially how they treated her when she came back the second time and how they sack of shitted her upon her release. Uh, this was the very least that Vince McMahon could do in his own way to apologize for the, 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 the poor treatment of one of your great generational talents who has spawned a generation of wrestlers who they bring her up as their favorite wrestler, or one of her favorite wrestlers. So there's that. 
um, that was the coolest moment to me. The worst moment to me was Ronda Rousey and everything that included Ronda Rousey. Okay. I thought Nikki, uh, almost a superhero was actually really cool. Like <laughs> I loved hating her. Uh, I really do hate the character and, but I hate her in a way that makes me want to see her get beat up, which I think is really cool. Uh, Charlotte Flair will continue to dunk on Rhea Ripley and minimize her every chance that she gets and the WWE will allow it. But let's get back to the main Andre Ronda Rousey looking absolutely terrible in that rumble. Every bit of offense that she did was stupid. And now you people will sit there once again and you will be forced to see Ronda Rousey dominate everybody. She shouldn't be dominating. Uh, uh, have fun with this, I guess. Let me say this. If you have told me out of context, that, which, you know, there was the rumor that um, Ronda Rousey was going to win the Rumble, I wouldn't have too much problem with it because, again, booking-wise, it makes sense. You, 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 during her last run, you kept her strong. She kept her undefeated for damn near a year. You had pay-per-views around her. You we held your first women's pay-per-view with her headlining. It. Uh, she headlined WrestleMania and lost her, gave her her only loss on the way out on like a bullshit roll-up where she, you know, her um, her back wasn't even, her shoulders weren't even down for the full three seconds, right? So with that in mind, it makes sense you bring her back and you keep her looking strong, right? Like it, it doesn't make sense to have her look so strong on her way out just to then, you know, sack shatter uh, when, when she comes in. So I have no problem with her winning the Royal Rumble. What I didn't and I wouldn't expect was to, to look as bad as she did today. I do not know what happened. I think, what happened before was she trained and she became good at wrestling and uh, she had some really good matches. I'm not, again, now was she carried those matches? Yes, of course. But she looked solid. She looked like somebody who could work in the ring. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> Today, she moved all bad. Like the footwork was off. The punches were terrible. She was, you can audibly calling and not sure what to do next. The knees were terrible. The, she, I, she didn't even do any of her judo throws they were like pretty cool the first time you saw them and um, uh, during her first run she just gave nothing like the, all her eliminations were like shelves like she didn't want to like hurt anybody I guess which is good but it looked like shit um, I'm saying like I hope she goes back to the gym now and goes back to like getting, getting in a, in, in a not, not in wrestling shape as far as like you know the endurance or anything but just work on, on her moves because this was not it and like you yeah. cannot put somebody who works like that right now in, in the main event of WrestleMania. You just can't. And guess what? They gonna. <laughs> because the thing we have to understand is, and, mo and the thing I dread most about this run with Ronda Rousey is that she's a very temperamental individual. She does not deal with criticism well historically. She's a very sensitive person. Um, I highly doubt that uh, motherhood has changed that aspect of her. So when the when the fans give her uh, an appropriate response as it relates to her work, I do expect her to respond poorly again. So um, and it's going to be a lot of fuck these fans, fuck this company, whatever. You know, you fans think it's going to be all that stuff. And fine, she's allowed to sort of think that or whatever else. But you know what? Hey, man, Bret Hart ain't never said fuck these fans. Bret Hart was just like, I'm actually just the best. And I will continue to show it. And I can be critical of what you guys love, but I'm the best and I'm right. Which time has proved them right. Uh, you guys were all wrong about Shawn Michaels. So, but, but with this person, uh, you don't have any of that grace. Um, and I'm going, and again, anytime you book something with no foresight, especially when you have a sample size that you can draw from, you should be incredibly concerned. Hopefully she does get in the gym. Hopefully she is able to get her timing down. Um, but tonight looked really bad, man. And I'm sorry. Again, you had... You had uh, babyface Becky Lynch come back to beat uh, Be Bianca Belair within 30 seconds uh, and then turn heel, uh, treat Bianca like a piece of shit the entire time, constantly get one over just to, to run this back, just, just so you could bring back Ronda looking like that. 
for that main event at WrestleMania because that's the most important one because it's supposed to be Ronda who's supposed to break the three-year undefeated streak of Becky Lynch when you had a star ready to go right then and there with Bianca Belair, which if you had capped it off at WrestleMania with Bianca Belair getting the win, I would have been like, that justifies what you did in August. But you couldn't even do that because that's the type of company that you are. Trash. I don't disagree. I do not disagree. That's why I expected Bianca to win. I thought that I thought that it was right there. It was a layup. You don't not, again, you don't you could have had you do not need Ronda Rousey to win. You could have had some to have some bullshit, have somebody pull her out the ring, you know, not, never eliminated, but then beat her up on the outside, like that type of thing, you know, get to give us her first feud. There's multiple things you could have done. Ronda Rousey does not need this win at all. So I agree with you one thousand percent on that one. Um speaking of speaking of Becky Lynch, I thought uh, by far the the worst match and the match that was put in a position where they just had no chance to succeed. I actually thought the match itself, as far as fundamentals, was solid. Like uh, drop and Becky Lynch was a good match as far as in-ring action. If this was your Raw main event, I think the crowd would have been in it and I think it would, would have enjoyed it. Putting it on after the, after the Rumble, when it's heel versus heel and we all know who's winning, they had no chance. The crowd was not in it because, of course, they weren't. Um, so yeah, and I, and I it was the, the the lack of the crowd enjoyment and also just myself being exhausted after watching an hour long match, um, just made it hard to get into it. Yeah, they they honestly, I mean, again, it's one of those things where don't book yourself into a, a bad situation like that. Uh, they did no one any favors in this match. They did absolutely no one any favors. Uh, I keep in mind, hey man. Dewdrop was pretty well liked after she beaten Eva Marie. You could have just kept her baby face because honestly, a heel versus heel title match, which Mike and I talked about in previous podcasts, I believe the one prior to that in the lead up to this, when we talked about Triple H versus Kurt Angle, the Royal Rumble in 2001 and how much it did not click. And at that period of time, there's no reason why it shouldn't have heel versus heel is very, very difficult. Seth and Roman could pull it off because their backstory is so incredibly dense and deep. And they were able to pull from that backstory in the match. Dewdrop is a brand new talent compared to, speaking with arguably not even arguably your most over female competitor maybe your most over talent full-time in the company um so you do yourself no favors when you turn do drop heel for no real reason just to get some matches out of bianca belair you could have just had them matches anyway quite frankly you guys just could have done that face versus face will always work better when it's heel versus heel especially when you get to showcase what both baby faces can do no you make the stupid decision to turn do drop heel uh now you realize you have no baby faces actually left because you just had uh, Becky Lynch beat Liv Morgan twice uh, clean the last time. So you have nowhere else to go. So now you got to put Dewdrop in this position. And she's now a heel that not only no one really cares about, doesn't have enough heat. But guess what? All we've seen her do was lose to Bianca Belair. So it's just like, okay, what the fuck then? She won one match again. You booked yourself into some nonsense that you just couldn't get out of. There was no need to do that when you could have just kept her face for a few more months. It's and, not and that hard. And speaking of which, now, you know, you bring it up. There's, I feel like there's a, a critical lack of understanding because both of your champions are, are heels. Charlotte yeah. is a heel. Uh, Becky, so no matter, Becky's a heel. So no matter which way you go, you have to, you are really counting around to get over with these fans. Mm -hmm. And I, I, do, I do not see it happening. I mean, she got a pop tonight. To be fair, let's be fair. Got a huge pop tonight. Got a small pop when she won. I was about to say uh, small, yeah, but when she won, what that pop look like? When people actually people, had this. Because she can't move. <laughs> and and people are realizing that, and also, but also on top of it, again, people are. She gets about people excited. You know, people do not like part timers coming back and and getting the spots they believe that their favorites deserve. 
It happens time and time and time again. This happened with Batista. This happens again a million with Goldberg every time he comes Goldberg, back. Goldberg, The Rock. I, I mean, again, again, I and they refuse to learn this lesson. So again, even if you are going to have Ronda in the main event, one, make sure she does. Make sure she again works on her timing. Two, be prepared to turn somebody face because I or you again we're, we're headed down uh you know a, a potential train wreck a potential you know roman reigns versus brock lesnar in the wrestlemania 34 situation where totally. the fans are going to shit all over it yeah and yeah they're running themselves into a bad situation because it's already happening right now the audience doesn't want to boo becky lynch they just don't especially when you put her in there with someone like you saw it tonight you put her in there with someone like dewdrop it's not going to go well now becky is going to go back out there like she did years ago and eviscerate Ronda Rousey on the mic, destroy this woman. And as we continue to see the cracks in her fundamental game, the audience is rightfully not going to like it. Listen, Ronda was serviceable back then, and we still didn't like it. And, and then she flipped out, and then she lost her shit. It going to happen again. And hopefully, you know, uh, Becky's going to have to find a way to make it work. Hopefully, Becky, Becky may pull off, like, let off the gas a little bit. She shouldn't, but she may let off the <laughs> gas a little bit to, to make sure. Because she's going she gonna to kill that woman on the mic. That woman don't see the chance. Are you It's over for her. She's finished. Her, she's she going to annihilate her, okay? And then what you're going to have? You're going to have a train wreck where all of a sudden you go incorrectly book Ronda a certain way and the audience is going to hate it because they're like, nah, man, it's Becky. It's not her. You could have done anything else. Bianca Belair was right there. Main event at WrestleMania night one last year. Won a damn ESPY. And you blow that for someone who last time we saw them on top, they got their head kicked off. Stop it. Let's uh, finish off with uh, the man's Royal Rumble. Uh, what were some cool moments? Some, some moments we have to talk about. Um, one we have to we have to mention. Unfortunately, the, the first time Kofi Kingston uh, epic elimination survival did not hurt happen. He got botched. Uh, the man dropped from the turnbuckle. Was supposed to, I guess, catch himself at the you know at the at the, the rails, and he did not catch himself. He hit his stomach, bounced off, and unfortunately, both his legs touched the ground. The camera caught it. The referee called it. The referee did the right thing. Did not you know pretend that it didn't happen, you know, and then good for WWE for respecting the audience. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, we had Coffee Kingston botch his epic Royal Rumble spot tonight. It's it's like I've said a million times before, and I did put out a tweet that uh, that perfectly uh, encapsulates this. When your whole Royal Rumble appeal is finding more and more creative ways to not get eliminated, to only get eliminated moments later, the inevitable botched almost eliminated spot is bound to happen so is the tale of kofi kingston it is a shame that he was minimized into this position that he was able to maximize for so many years but by the by eventually it's going to catch up with you especially when you are demanded to find more and more creative ways to not get eliminated as you only get older kofi kingston is a 41 year old man who is better who is a better athlete than than 99 of the 31 year old men who actively are on this planet uh at the same time, a man is going to get you at some point or another. It just happened to be that night. Kofi is worth a lot more than that, but he found a way to maximize his minutes with that to the point that it became a thing that we were excited to see. And guess what? I realized four years ago, at some point, it going to fail. And it failed tonight. So I think we get that one out of the way. I think it's important to note uh, the one big pop that you did get in, that, in, in terms of entrances, the motherfucking white meat baby face badass that is Drew McIntyre, who should have won the Royal Rumble or Big E should have won the Royal Rumble um, because that man is about it. He comes in and everybody knows 
it's game time. He came in, he killed Madcap Moss. He killed uh, Happy Corgan. At this point, please just take him back to Raw because the show desperately needs him. There's nothing really for him to do on SmackDown but lose to Roman Reigns again for no reason when, quite frankly, don't nobody believe that Roman Reigns is actually going to beat up Drew McIntyre. Don't nobody with good sense who knows how fighting works actually believes that. So you have him having a big, big pop. Uh, and what was the next big pop? Bad Bunny? So it kind of shows you the state. No, uh, which, the, the, no, the hold biggest on, hold pop on, of the was Shane McMahon. Hold on. You don't on. like it, and hold I don't like hold, it. But the matter of fact is, the biggest pop of the entrances was Shane McMahon. No, it was Drew. So, so, it was, so, so, no, it was, the biggest one was actually Randy. The biggest one was okay, Randy Orton, okay. followed by then Shane. Drew, then Drew, by Drew. Then Shane, then Bad Bunny. But here's another thing to note of what the disappointment is. Big E. I mean, again, I said from the very beginning, one, his entrance music does not slap. So you have to change it. They refuse to. Also, you, you the moment he won the title, all you did was sack of shit him. You let him beat Drew. You let him beat uh, Bobby for whatever. You let that happen. Then you sack of shit him the entire time. And, and you, you beat him in eight minutes for his title. So when he comes out, no one believes it. And then what happens? He eats an RKO and gets thrown over the top rope. So that shows you exactly where what he is and what they think of him. Uh, for starters. So that's that right there. You have that little quagmire of a situation. Also, another thing, and again, I told you this, presentation matters and explanations matter. Damien fucking Priest. Last year, what did he eliminate? 12 people or so? 10, 11 people? What did he do, what did he do this year? This year, he did wood in the hood. Uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, that's a slang term to mean he sold dick. He didn't do nothing. It was worthless. It was pathetic. So, And you know why? Again, presentation. This whole Damien and the priest and the Jekyll and the Hyde. You explained it poorly. You presented it poorly. And then you gave him worse entrance music. So literally, Damien Priest music comes in and it's worse than Romans, bro. It, like, it starts off and it's so slow. The audience doesn't even, oh, it's Damien Priest. And then it has that. That little, that little as he's running to the ring, whereas his last entrance was actually cool and you knew business was about to pick up. And when it's supposed to be some sort of hard ass, big baby face, you want that shit to be more up tempo, especially if they can move a little bit. If it's someone like Big Daddy Cool Diesel, yeah, you can have a more plodding thing, but it still has to sound like violence going to happen. Damien Priest, that's some um, that's some artsy fartsy like shit that I would expect from some kid who makes me who makes beats out of Williamsburg. Like it's terrible. It is terrible. Um, I will. I mean, Damien Priest, he was the only person to put any damage in um uh, into in, uh, to Amos by himself. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So, so, so at least they sure. give him that. But sure. um, speaking of Amos, look good. Um, I still don't. You know. If, if you're going to push him that much, he, he's got to be able to wrestle. The, the audience is not going to accept another uh, great colleague. So, I mean, he's when you're that big, like ugh, not too many people are going to be like Andre the Giant or even Paul White in his prime. I mean, people forget Paul White in his prime was very athletic. Uh, he probably did too much. Andre the Giant in his prime definitely did too much. You hear stories. I mean, I've seen this dude throwing drop kicks and shit like that. Like, it's like there's no need. And, and Big Show or Paul White used to do that at WCW. And it's like, there's no need for any of this. So I, I think that, um, you know, well, especially... like, and sorry to interrupt. At some point, you got to shit up, get off the pot. At this point, him not leaving his feet. I understand you saving it for something. But also, if you're going to do that, you need to push him in the main event but, where I'm assuming Lashley or Brock or whoever or Roman gets him off his I, feet. I, I so, don't think 
I don't think he can even here's the here's what I would say to that is just based on his movement. He's a big dude. So them knees have already been a problem in all likelihood. My my thought process is behind it. It's not even so much. Hey, he's got to come off his feet eventually. It's too that the audience isn't reacting to him in such a way that they that the company maybe hopes for. Uh, number one. Number two, it's like when you take him off his feet, is he athletic enough to get up in a timely fashion? And I believe the answer to that is no. So it's not even so much you got to take him off his feet to take him out. It's like, actually, I don't think he's going to be able to get up in a way that actually makes for if a good audience, match. If the audience isn't reacting to him and he probably can't move that well, bro, at some point you just got to stop pushing him. I will say this. Then there is hope because last the only time we saw him with face-to-face with like a real threat to him, Bobby Lashley, the audience went apeshit for it. So I, I, I don't know about that. I don't, but, but again, he's not, he's not main event caliber. He's not main event ready. Um, neither was the great Kali, neither was actually JBL. So it never really matters. I hope they don't put him in the main event, but, but they JBL could do anything. But they could JBL was JB hold on. JBL was more ready than the two I've just listed in Omas and Great Kali. This is not to say he was main event ready. I was there. He was not. It was just a thing they chose to do. I think JBL I, I, was a I, good wrestler for the over 20 years, was a serviceable wrestler, at least for 25 years, and and have a good had a good gimmick could carry Mike. Come on, this is just it's no, 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 no. I, no, I agree no. with you. He was not main event ready, but he was serv- serviceable. But, but okay, so they, so they so you do agree oh, that he was not so that's what I'm saying. So you do agree he was not main event ready because he wasn't. Yeah, I was I was there. Now the working logic and the theory was actually that was supposed to be Undertaker that they wanted to come in and take it because Eddie didn't want it anymore. And Undertaker was like, Why am I gonna beat a guy who's so beloved? Put it on a heel that then I can then work with and then chase after. And it wound up being JBL because they had no one else and JBL had that. That's why Happy Corbin will eventually become a world champion because he's serviceable enough and he'll just hang around for long enough that eventually it's going to be a top baby face being like, I want to drop the title to him and it's going to happen just that way. I'm okay so, with that, by the way. Corbin, yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, if Corbin is JBL ready, they're both good then because because I think Corbin can move and he can talk. So I have yeah. no... Well, but yeah, I mean? well, and, 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 and Corbin and Corbin's an actual, like, comparatively speaking, a professional wrestler. But I think with Omas... I mean, again, you can use him. This again, here's the thing that we have to keep in mind. You can keep him where you where he's at and you don't lose anything behind. And then if you want to eventually have some sort of big payoff, then you can do that. There's a reason why they never gave Andre the Giant the title. It wasn't because he was too old. It wasn't because it was because when we put it on him, how the hell are we going to take it off of him? Like that was and it was that's a sound, logical theory. It was like. How do we take the? T- how do we conceivably, in a way that makes sense, take a title off that dude? No one will believe it. Now, of course, different time period, but the logic still remains the same. Even when Great Khali won the title, it was like, well, how do you take it off of him? And then they did. And then I had to watch uh, a year later Triple H versus the Great Khali, and that was awful. But it's like I don't believe any of this because the moment you put it on him, he beat the Undertaker with by putting his foot on the Taker's chest. I don't believe anything you do at that point as it relates to taking it off of him. So you don't actually have to put the title on a big guy like that you don't have to you can use them in very very specific situations and i think tonight in the rumble sort of uh was able to show that in that hey man he can kind of do whatever he wants and then it's going to take someone with a thinking cerebral ring general mind of a chad gable to come in and orchestrate a plan to get rid of him and aj styles got a bit of his heat back by being demolished after being demolished by him. yeah so was, yeah, yeah. Shout out to chad gable again chad keeps on killing it i, I love everything chad gable is doing shout out to rk bro both of them again we're over tonight the rk bro the with the, the matching rkos uh and and and, and the and the, the the pose were got a huge pop uh shane mcmahon again we have to speak on it got a huge pop tonight as well 
Um, the, again, thanks to Ronda Rousey, who did not throw the worst punches of the night. I was, so, I was about to say, imagine living in a time where someone throws worse punches than Shane McMahon. And we live in that time. When I tell you, listen, you know what? You know what Shane McMahon is? Shane McMahon, Omicron. And Ronda Rousey, she the new Omicron variant that we've been hearing about, right? It's like, oh no, it's even it's even more contagious, and it's and it's sneaky. <laughs> it could be worse. It's like, it could be, yeah. don't worry, it could be worse. You get Omicron worse. too. It's an even sneakier version that comes in and hits you out of nowhere. That shit was awful. I I swear to God, it was awful. The crowd was, was Let's not deny. Don't deny it, sir. The, the no, crowd the crowd was, was into it with the pop. The crowd was in, like it, they had a pop for it because one. He has relatively cool theme music to for two decades now. Plus, he's jumped off of high buildings for enough time or high things for enough time that he's garnered the audience respect because he's the crazy rich white boy. It's like, no, nah, he's the crazy rich white boy who will do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, th- like this is the same dude who made a pass at Bret Hart's wife. And Bret was like, I've got to like yoke this young kid up and risk getting fired. He's the crazy white boy. He don't care. And Bret had to yoke him up and be like, oh, Yo, you do that one more boy. I'm about to put something on you. And this was in the in the late 80s. Uh, read Bret Hart's autobiography. He goes into great detail about it. But it's like, it's like, yeah, he's the crazy white boy. And when you see that crazy enough white boy who looks like he's fun to hang out with, independent of everything else, and since we haven't seen him in a while, yeah, he's going to have a big pop because for better or worse, he's been over. Uh, Kurt Angle threw him through glass. <laughs> like like this man, this man has enough built in, uh, the audience has enough trust in him to, uh, if he, even if he's not the best in-ring worker, he will give his body to us and we appreciate him for that. Last last thoughts on, on the Rumble, at least on my end. Um, I thought the Women's Royal Rumble, at least all the stories that they were coming into, they they acknowledged. Uh, we had the Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash. We got we had Nikki Ash versus um, uh, Molly Holly. Thank you. Oh no no, my, uh, Mighty Mighty Molly. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, we had oh a uh, great uh, Ivory appearance as well. So that was a cool moment. Um, so again, at least some old some. Some of the stories, there was some cool booking stuff. Not too much at the men's Royal Rumble. They didn't do anything with Austin Theory, not really. They didn't really do anything with Big E. They had both Mysterios, like you expected, to, and they didn't really do anything there. We have some people like myself thought Montez Ford could maybe go a distance, and they, this was oh, going to be a push I, for what, him. They didn't what, do anything with him either. One thing they did, and then I'll let you go. Um, they, they did make, again, for better or for worse, they made Madcap Moss and uh, and the Happy Corbin looked really strong. They had a lot of eliminations, and then of course Drew McIntyre came in and both of their asses to do big crop pop. So that was well booked. Again, yeah. shout out to Drew McIntyre for being back. I did not expect him to be back at all. I think the next surgery was going Please. to keep him out till yeah. about WrestleMania. So happy to see him back. Um, but yeah, those were my kind of final thoughts. I just wished that this Royal Rumble kind of had a little bit. I guess for both men and women, kind of had a little bit more stuff going on. Um, and pay off some of the stories. At least the women's Royal Rumble had, you know, so, uh, Sonia Naomi that kind of re, you know return and payback. So, um, yeah, just a wish men's Royal Rumble had a little bit more stuff going on to kind of tie it all together. Yeah, the women's Royal Rumble was objectively terrible uh, to every metric and measure. It was very very sloppy, um, and and everyone worked really hard. I knew when they eliminated Sasha, I was like, it's about to get worse, and it did. Thankfully, Bianca and them came in, so you had some good athletes. It was just not a good Rumble. Um, but they had enough part-timers come in that you could get enough pops, um, whether or not those were real audience reactions or the shit they've been piping in since we came back into live crowds. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but there was that element to it. I thought the men's were rumble. No, I mean, it, it served one. We got drew back. Um, so that was cool. I do. I, so long as drew is healthy. I mean, it's one of these things, man. Like I've been watching wrestling long enough and I'm at a certain age where I just don't 
like the idea of guys coming back when they're not 100%, especially with that next shit, because they want to make mania. And I've seen it now for over 30 years of, of there's been like Arn Anderson, there's been a litany of guys to just do stuff like that. And I always worry about the neck. Uh, that's why it's like, I'm happy to see Rick, Ricky Starks wrestle, but I'm nervous every time he wrestles. So I, I, you know, I hope that he's as healthy as he possibly can be because realistically, yo, if you're good to go, please send him in the raw so we can run back Lashley versus McIntyre and maybe put a different spin on that. I'd love that uh, because he doesn't need to be on SmackDown. There's nothing for him to do. There's nothing there for him. But um, but I, I do worry about his health in that regard. Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin, I'm totally fine with them getting over as like two like dickhead heels that just hurt people i'm actually totally okay with that you actually do need that because those guys especially happy corrigan you can put sort of anywhere on the card and it kind of makes sense right so that's good uh in that regard so there's fine but no they didn't really advance anything except the thing they've been trying to get over for the past seven fucking years roman reigns versus brock lesnar where brock lesnar must finally fall to the feet of the tribal chief like it's all in service to that that's all it's in certain it's all this shit is in service to and and that, that's why you're looking at this rumble is like, yeah, well, we got through it, especially from the men's side. Yeah, because it, it wasn't about help. It, listen, it wasn't about Austin Theory. Thank God. It wasn't about Montez Ford. It wasn't about any of these other guys. It was about Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Full stop. Which, again, and to be fair to them, the build for that this year has been good. Um, it's I, the, I mean, it's the only it's the, it's the only story that they seem to care about. It's been good for what it is, but it's like it's the only story they really they're, they're intent on uh, their intent on doing. So it's like but again, I've seen the match. I don't care about the match. I've seen it in, in multiple incarnations. I know what the fucking match is. You just need Rome. You I don't know. Maybe Roman has to finally uh, beat Roman or he has to beat Brock Lesnar in the main event at WrestleMania with one foot on Brock's chest while he holds up the one finger in the air as the ref counts to three. Last year, he stacked two guys and beat him and it didn't. So whatever the fuck they need to do to convince the audience that everyone has to be in universal favor of this shit, go forward. Also, Roman Reigns' music sucks. Ha, 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 fuck out of here. That shit is corny. It's, it's almost 1 a.m. We're losing our fucking mind. Fine. Last Few few last thoughts. Um, I did again. I thought the celebrities we used were fine. Uh, I thought uh, Knoxville did exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, I thought um, uh, Bad Bunny was looked a little bit too strong. Um, you don't again. They, he's you, too strong every time he's ever been in the in a WWE. All he does. What you mean? They're just booking him consistently. That's one of the few things you can say about WWE. They don't book too consistently, but that one they booked him consistently this entire time. You knew. I told you guys from the very beginning. You should be scared about how they are booking Bad Bunny, and you should be concerned about how they're booking Damian Priest. I told you that a year ago. I've been right this entire time. Um, and the last problem with the last problem with the Rumble, as me and you talk about, it, I realize the biggest pop up pops of the Rumble War came in at number 27, 28, 29, which is why, again, it felt like such a, you know, such a long kind of a slog to go to get through because, every, you know, they didn't spread out their pops. They really like saved them for the back end. Um, so maybe they could have booked it a little bit differently. Overall, I thought this was a pretty good pay per view. Nothing great, not as good as maybe the last few Royal Rumbles have been. Overall, though, again, the, the two matches I was excited for the most delivered. One other match over delivered. The Royal Rumble matches had some cool moments, were, were fine. And then uh, the women's match, quite frankly, should have been on the pre show. This pay per view was mid. And that's okay. I mean, it was, it was mid, it was just fine. Uh, and that's being generous because there, there were some really just bad pieces of business in there. But I don't think there was any way for them to win. And all that anyone could do was go out there and work as hard as they possibly could. 
So I and think that, that's what you said. That's it. So, Toyo, do you have anything to add regarding the Royal Rumble 2022? Bobby Lashley slayed the beast. Yes, he did. Uh, no match of the week right now because this is a special. Uh, guys, uh, this will come out tomorrow morning. Uh, or at least I'll try my best to put it out then. Uh, in the meantime, everybody, hope you enjoyed the Royal Rumble. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Royal Rumble this year. Uh, take care. Stay safe. Peace. Take care. Bye, guys.